Well, very clever, Holly Hobby. Now taste the red-hot steel of Dr. Clayton Firebrand Forrester. In the not-too-distant future, next Sunday, A.D., there was a guy named Joel, not too different from you or me. He worked at Gizmonic Institute, just another face in a red jumpsuit. He did a good job cleaning up the place, but his boss is feeling like him, so they shot him in the space. Greetings, Misties, and welcome to Geek Salad, episode 57. Push the button, Frank. Sorry, he's new. I'm Andy. And I'm Mike. And today we're going to be talking all about our favorite stuff from Mystery Science Theater 3000. But before we begin... Mike, do you hear that thing, like, scratching outside? I think so, yeah. Uh, 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 okay, quick, uh, Mike Bot, cut to rocket number nine. Hey guys! Oh my God! Whoa! Who's? I thought you were dead, Mike C. Me dead? Come on! Yeah, come I thought, on! I thought you won commando missions for the CIA. No, actually, I just kept listening to the show and just couldn't take it anymore. I had to come back. Oh, I had, I had yeah. to save you guys. Come I on. know. Seriously, this is like the first episode in four episodes where you haven't had Jim or Adam. Yeah. So you know the couch is finally cleaned. Oh, there you go. So, <laughs> hey, hey. Um, no, they will. They will. Adam and Jim will be joining us probably in the next episode. Yeah. Awesome. Um, but Mike, wow. 35 episodes it's been. I know, it's, that's like a month. Yeah, seriously. It's been too far long, man. Uh, oh, yeah. Too long. You were, the last time you were on a show was our Christmas show, um, our second Christmas episode. That's way too long, man. Yeah. I gotta, so, I gotta make some time up here. Welcome back. <laughs> hey, thanks. Welcome back. Thanks. So, yeah, Mike's gonna be joining us. It's um, nice to be not the only Mike in the group again. That's true. Yeah, exactly. Right. Now so, we don't get confused again, though, you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. So I got two Mikes, so I guess I have to change my name to Joel. There you go. <laughs> I, okay, for this episode, I'll be Crow. All right. There you go. Then I'll be Tom. All right. So I guess need some hamdingers or something? Yep. All right. <laughs> all right. So anyway, we are talking all about Mystery Science Theater 3000, the movies, the shorts, the songs. Possibly the greatest show ever. Could, could very well be. And I've actually been catching up a lot on MST uh, since... We recorded episode 36 because, God bless you, Netflix and your instant streaming. Yes. Absolutely. Tons of episodes are available on Netflix oh, streaming, yeah. including oh, yeah. season one episodes, mm-hmm. mm. which I finally got a chance to watch today. I watched The uh, the, cr- the Creeping Eye. The Crawling yeah. Eye. The Crawling Eye, sorry. The first episode of the first, first season. Yeah. Yeah. Well, from the other ones, before the KTMA. No, the KTMA yeah. stuff, you'll never see the light right. of day. Right, no. That was all the early but junk. I've, I've got those downloaded. You can find oh. those on YouTube, though. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm yeah. sure that you can. I'm but sure I remember that you seeing can. some of them. They were pretty bad. Yeah. And even they, even Joel, I remember, he said in an interview <coughs> that they were just horrible. Yeah. But yeah. it was their way of really kind of getting themselves kind of going. It was a good warm-up. Yeah. yeah. They didn't script those at all. They were just, those were actual right. ad-libbing. Like riffing. Yeah, right. the riffs. Um, yeah, I just, you know, the thing with me was I didn't like that Josh Weinstein did the voice of Tom Servo. Now, we know that a lot of people complained when Kevin Murphy took yeah. over the voice. Somebody actually sent them, like, a, it must have been, like, a five-foot-long, huge poster <laughs> saying, I hate Tom Servo's new voice. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and they had that post up in the in the office for, like, five years. Right. Which is sad, because every time I dream of riffing anything, if I'm watching a movie that I'm going to riff on, I automatically think of Kevin Murphy's voice. Right. <laughs> so anyway, let's uh, let's get a move on. We got tons of stuff to talk about. Not a whole lot of time to do it in. So let's uh, get started with Chris's cultural corner. KKK, that's not good. All right, and Chris writes salutations. Andy, Mike, and well, we'll throw Mike in there. Woohoo! <laughs> MST3K. I was looking forward to this episode ever since you did the that mini sode of MST a while ago. 
This show is a favorite of mine ever since I first saw it on Comedy Central. It's tough to come up with a, a top five list of favorite episodes and a top five shorts since there are so many great ones, but I'll give it a shot. So I will start with my top five MST3K shorts. First comes, Here Comes the Circus, or as Crow affectionately called the short, Here Comes the Devil! <laughs> the segment that sticks out for me in the short is when there are two clowns doing God knows what to each other, and Tom Servo says, Oh, no, 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 they're doing it clown style, no! <laughs> um, I think my favorite part of this is when Joel admonishes the robots for making it a dark carnival of the soul. <laughs> <laughs> that is my favorite part of that. Uh, number four on Chris's list, what to do on a date. Or as I like to say, what not to do on a date. <laughs> this was a 1950s instructional video where a dim-witted teen named Nick asked a girl named Kay out to a lame scavenger sale. <coughs> Best line in the short was the narrator asked, where does Nick find all these date ideas? Tom Servo, from the voices inside Nick's head. <laughs> Another another great one. Oh yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I love I love it when Nick calls Katie for the K for the first time. Like, hello, Kay. No, <laughs> I was just thinking, no. <laughs> well, maybe on Friday. How many times do I have to say no? <laughs> I love that they 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 think a great way to go on a date is to go to a weenie a roast. weenie roast <laughs> or no what they were they were actually setting up for a swap meet. Oh, jeez. <laughs> a bicycle trip. Right. Oh, yeah, these are great date ideas, right? Yeah. Yeah, and they, like, bring out the sandwiches. Oh, hey, make room for ice cream. Ice cream, I love this party. Ah, <laughs> uh, the 50s. Yes. Yeah. I, I just love the these comedy of manners yes. that the 1950s uh, shorts had to show for us. Uh, the next one on Chris's list is Gumby, Robot Rumpus. Love this one. A lot of funny lines from the short. <laughs> that squares my breasts. Thank goodness for the internal genitalia. I'll need a can of Play-Doh to replace my butt. Eat death, robot. Davy and Goliath are moving in next door. There goes the neighborhood. <laughs> all I can remember is that one line that also I think the servo goes, Hey, Mrs. Gumby's really stacked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. And, and um, Mrs. Gumby offers uh, Gumby and Pokey crackers. <laughs> Tom's like, ooh, crackers. Maybe next week we can have white rice. <laughs> Wasn't the dad's name like Gumbo or something? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just glad that somebody was actually able to put to film how ridiculous Gumby is. <laughs> yeah. we, I, I, I think that Eddie Murphy is to blame for the resurgence of Gumby, Gumby's popularity over the last 30 years. <laughs> just think that could have been a couple years, a couple, uh, a couple, what, about a month ago? Yeah. Ugh. Think about it. All right. Uh, then on uh, next on Chris's list for shorts, Hired Parts 1 and 2. Electric Boogaloo. This two-part short was about a sales manager at a Chevrolet dealership having issues with two men he hired as salesmen. He gets advice from his father, who Joel and the bots make fun of because he was swatting at flying elves when he put a handkerchief on his head. Tom said he was having an episode. <laughs> yeah, this is one of my all-time favorites. This is a great short. I mean, apart from you know the fact that this guy is like 45 years old, still lives with his dad, <laughs> still taking advice from him, and everybody is so square. Oh, yeah. And... And I mean, why? Why is the father sitting on a porch, rocking, wearing a handkerchief on his head, and swatting at imaginary elves? Um, because he's drunk. Quite possibly. Yeah. It was the fifties. It was the, no, actually, I think it was, it was like the thirties. Whatever, but yeah. still, I've always found the general rule of thumb with the black and white shorts are: if you think they're from the fifties, move back a decade and a half. Yeah, yeah. So that's pretty much where they're probably taking place. <laughs> Ten cars. What I what I really love about this one though was at the end of um, 
hired part one. They have hired the musical. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's hired. He's hired. He's hired. He's hired. I'm hired. He's hired. I hope I don't get fired. He's hired. In 40 years, I'll be retired. But for now, I'm simply hired. He's hired. He's hired. He's hired. I got a job today. He's hired. I'm selling Chevrolet. He's hired. I'm bringing home good pay. He's hired. I just got hired. He's hired. He's hired. He's hired. He's hired. He got a job today. He's selling Chevrolet. He's bringing home dessert. I just got Chevrolet is going to help the war effort. <laughs> Have you now ever been a Ford owner? Um, now, this is one thing I, I didn't realize until um, I was watching Manos, the, the, the remastered the Manos, edition, yes. the special edition on DVD, that they actually purpose, purposely split these up. Yeah. Which yeah. Was, it was kind of odd because they've run long shorts before. Yeah. They just decided to do that. It was, it was kind of odd, but I think it worked out perfectly. Yeah. Especially for the timing of higher to go right into Manos. Yeah. Right. It probably depended on the, probably the time of the movie, too, on how long it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, but they've done stuff before, like the uh, Home Economics one. Right. Runs, runs a full Showtime half hour. Yeah. yeah. So, strange. Speaking of stuff that ran a full Showtime half hour, Chris is number one on his shorts list, Mr. B Natural. Mm-hmm. This wow. short is summed up by Tom Servo as Mr. B Natural starts a series of bizarre dances. Ladies and gentlemen, please accept our sincere apologies for all of this. Mr. B. Natural is an androgynous figure who seemingly stalked this junior high school student named Buzz to give him the gift of music. Oh my god, please say this isn't happening. <laughs> Mr. B., shame on you. Having you no sense of decency? <laughs> Meanwhile, Midvale police raid Buzz's locker find out just why he's called Buzz. Buzz. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Um, I teach fourth grade music now. Yeah. And I was almost tempted to actually show that short. <laughs> but I don't know if I might have got a little flack from hearing the part that goes, Really white. We're really, really white. <laughs> but of course, when he starts playing, it goes up to like that slow, slow, you <laughs> I, I die when I hear that part because that, uh, I was a trumpet player, so right. I usually die when I hear that part. <laughs> yeah, I've always found that, like, that, every time I see that, that makes me laugh so like when hard. You, if you find a melody, play it. <laughs> what is it? Flame of the Bubblehead? <laughs> now, I have to read this from the uh, the Mystery Science Theater 3000 Amazing Colossal Episode Guide. Oh, I get the Bible. Which we're going to be using as our reference throughout the show. Yes. Awesome. Um, reflections on uh, Mr. B. Natural on the episode War of the Colossal Beast, episode 319. Um, Kevin Murphy writes, for me, the Mr. B. Natural phenomenon, classically called the Mary Martin Syndrome, is not only uncomfortable, it's downright damaging. A boy with great legs and boobs is just plain wrong. I can't put too fine a point on it. This unaddressed sexual confusion is the kind of thing that causes potentially well-adjusted young gay men to run screaming for the closet. <laughs> so, yeah, it's such a ridiculous short. I, do you guys remember, I mean, this was like 15 years ago or so, there was like... A, de- a high demand to get this released on video. Yeah. Mm. And it just, I think it was the fourth shorts uh, compilation, or the third or fourth shorts they finally compilation. finally got it in. Yeah, where it finally came out. Right. Yeah, they released a three shorts compilation, and then like it wasn't until like the, they started releasing them on DVDs that came yeah. out with Mr. B's Lost Shorts. Right. right. 
But it was not like almost like a bootleg type thing, or was it real? Was no, it was a real. It was, it was a real. Okay. Like it was probably put out by either Rhino right. or who's who's putting him out now? Shout, Shout Factory. Shout Factory. Yeah. yeah. All right, now for Chris's uh, favorite movies. Number five, Overdrawn at the Memory Bank. The late great Raul Julia stars in this early '80s PBS movie, and it shows lots of cheesy special effects in this one. There is so much good in this movie. Absolutely. Most of it has to do with the expense of fat people. <laughs> yeah. uh, when, like, the fat man is just, draw me some butter. <laughs> All I can eat, the joke's on them. I still love, you know, Raul Julia's character, Fingal. Oh, yes, Fingal. <laughs> and, of course, he plays Ma- like a... Mom, my nuts? Mom, my nuts? Mom, my nuts. My nuts? Plays like a Humphrey Bogart like character too. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. Oh, oh the, the Casablanca. They kept the like Casablanca thing. Oh, they kept like just shoehorning Casablanca yeah. references in there, but they weren't right. No. No. It's like they made the main villain the fat man. You know, right. um, Sidney Greenstreet from yeah. the original movie. He's not really the main villain at all. No, he, he's more of a. <laughs> he's just kind of there. More of an antagonist. Right. But it wasn't. Oh god! I just <laughs> I love the ending of that part when all of a sudden you just see him like you know like going like getting flung through. He's like, I love you this much. I, I really don't really care. Really yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love him when he's talking with his like that digital simulation of his mother. He's like, Mom. Hello, Sonny. What are you doing here? Why aren't you Puerto Rican? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! All right, next on on Chris's list, the final sacrifice. Three words. Rathdower, Zap Rathdower. Rathdower. <laughs> I hadn't. I, I saw this one kind of in passing like 10 years ago. So, I, again, it's on Netflix. So, yeah. I watched it. Holy crap, what a terrible movie. <laughs> one of the funniest scenes is when the kid looks up here and he's like serving us and goes, <laughs> <laughs> He says, like, a stupid grin on his face. So, uh, Rathdower, that's, uh, that's stupid, right? <laughs> I mean the, the the main the the hero of this piece. There, there's two heroes. There's Troy, yep. who weighs about 98 pounds. <laughs> Just say when you look at that kid, the last name you think of is Troy. Troy. <laughs> but then Zap Rosdauer. Now, first of all, the movie is shot in Canada. Yeah. So he's got hockey hair, like the greasy hockey hair, Schlitz cans all over the. Oh, I'm sorry, Molson cans all over mustache. the. The walrus mustache and the jowls. Absolutely. I mean, there's a scene where they're trying to run away from the bad guys. And he's just, oh, 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 oh. well, right now in Rosdauer's chest, he's having like 18 different strokes and his heart is exploding from both sides. And of course, then you have like that one villain who basically was like uh, Dolph Lundgren's like retarded brother. Yeah. <laughs> I am Dap Rosdauer. Well, I didn't realize that if you shot somebody, they'd burst into flames. <laughs> and of course, it was that grizzled old prospector. Oh, God. <laughs> the Yosemite Sam type guy. Ooh. <laughs> I'm sad to say, ever since I saw that episode, I use on a regular basis Dagnabbit and Concerns. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, God. It's it's such a great... It Actually, it is one of the true classics. Yes. Yeah. I mean, if you had to put, like, ten MSTs on a shelf as, the as like, the gold standard classics, That's the final sacrifice, I think out of all the, the sci-fi channel ones, that is your, that is your gold mm-hmm. standard. That's your Mitchell. That's your Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. That's your Gamera. Because the movie yep. is just... So bad, Awful. and they don't mm-hmm. even try and make it cool. Right? No, no, not at all. Let's take this greasy, fat, you know, bearded <laughs> guy and name him Zap. Zap. Yeah. <laughs> and the last, and, and this wispy kid, like, Ralph Dower, Ralph Dower, Ralph Dower, Ralph Dower, getting water for Ralph Dower. There's actually 
there's actually a uh, compilation on YouTube, which I'm going to post on the website as soon as we're done, geeksalad.podbean.com. It's just a compilation of, of, like, two and a half minutes of Troy saying, Rathdower, Rathdower, Rathdower. I'm I'm making a note right now. (laughs) Rathdower. Rousedower. 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 I'm getting water for Rousedower. Rousedower wants me to get water for him. Rousedower, Rousedower, Rouser, Rouser, Rousedower. Bowser, Bowser, Lousedower. Sabbity, Sabbity, Sousedower. Bibbity, Bobbity, Bowsedower. Bobbity, Tabbity, Dower. Rouse. Okay, next on uh, Chris's list here. Uh, number three, Joe Don Baker movies, Mitchell and Final Justice. Ah, Joe Don Baker, a favorite whipping boy for the MST crew. How many times in these two movies did Joel or Mike or the bots make a joke about Joe Don's weight, food, or him being a lazy slob? You know, that's funny. That is the first MST that got me hooked. Me too, actually. Brian Dermody gave me a copy of Mitchell and a bunch of others, and that was the one that kind of really got me hooked. Yeah, it, um... It was nice because I got to see both Joel and a little bit of Mike. Yeah. Right, exactly. That was my very first MST3K episode. Yeah. Mine was Santa Claus Conquers the Martians, which we'll get into in a little yeah. bit. But mm-hmm. Mitchell was one of the first ones that really hooked me in. Um, actually, the first time I saw this was during the uh, during the Turkey Day Marathon yeah. in 1994, which is kind of fortuitous because two days from the day we record is Thanksgiving. Yep. There you go. So I do want to um, read something again from the, the Colossal Episode Guide on their reflections of Mitchell. And this was uh, written by Kevin Murphy again. We did a real number on Joe Don Baker in that show, and personally I don't regret a minute of it. Not a single drunk joke, nor glutton joke, or grotesque slobbering pig of a back-assward redneck joke that would alter to cushion the blow. As a result, the rumor mill tells us Joe Don Baker himself hates us and wishes us all dead. And if he met any one of us and knew who we were, he would probably take a swing, miss by a mile, spill his drink all over his rented <laughs> arm candy escort, and fall backwards into, into the hors d'oeuvres table. Well, bring him on, I say. We're ready for him. You know, the funny thing about that is, too, I remember uh, when we went to see Mars Attacks. Yep. And Joe Don Baker's in there. Oh, yeah. Remember <laughs> we sat there, and all of a sudden his name pops up. Brian Dermy and I yell out, Mitchell! We as loud as we could. Well, you know what the same thing was? The first movie I was really familiar with Joe Don Baker in was uh, Cape Fear. Cape Fear. Where he's just kind of like, you know, he, he rigs the entire house up with fishing lure and then looks like he's going to collapse of a heart attack. First movie I saw him was Living Daylights. Okay. Yeah. And oh, then, God, sadly, yeah. I'm going to admit this, Leonard Part 6. Oh, dear. Well, yep. he was in oh. the movie Walking Tall. Yeah. Where he original was Buford really Butler. slovenly for a, th- a skinny guy. Oh, boy. Terrible movie. But he fully embraced that name, Buford. Yes, exactly. Husser. Yeah. Nobody really talks about Final Justice, because it really is kind of the poor man's Mitchell. It is. Where he plays Thomas Jefferson Cochise. Oh, I thought his name (laughs) was Geronimo. Geronimo. Yeah, Yeah, Thomas Jefferson Geronimo. (laughs) And he fully looks Native American, doesn't he? Exactly. And he's got to go to Malta to stop the mob. (laughs) I guess I'm going to sign about Mitchell. 
Mitchell, Mitchell R on the sandwich. Mitchell heart clogging. Mitchell veins clogging. Mitchell. Uh, yeah, it, it is a brilliant episode. We actually talked a lot about th- this one on uh, episode 15 and, thir- and three quarters, yep. which we just posted, the retro episode on Podbean. Yes, we did. So you can check that one out. It's such a great, it's so many quotes. No, Joe Don Baker would be perfect for Elvis, the dying days. <laughs> oh, yeah. So many terrible actors in it. Why does he keep downshifting an automatic? Yeah. <laughs> That's probably my all-time favorite one. <laughs> Look, it's Andy Kaufman. You're so stupid. You're so hey, stupid. Hey, look, the headlight fixed itself. <laughs> hey, Mitchell, how do you take your how do you take your booze? By the, By the court. Come on, uh, fill it up. I'm did you ever one. see the extra scene that John Saxon gets killed? No. If you go online on, on um, YouTube, yeah. look up like Mitchell the lost John Saxon scene. All right. Because at one point they go, "Hey, wasn't John Saxon in this?" Yeah. yeah. And um, there's one point like it's like they like go doom bugging or something like that. He, he catches him again, talks to him, he goes yeah. doom bugging. They're trying to kill him in a doom yeah. buggy. And at one point, he takes a rock and smashes him in the head or something like that. Oh, that's where the... Um, that's where the intro starts. Yeah, the intro with you the, with the slow rock. No. It's oh. a wrathful Buddha. It's, it's Chucky. Chucky. <laughs> Can't oh. put my arms down. <laughs> I think if any episode is going to catch, is going to hook anybody into MST3K, this is going to be the this one. Is gonna, this could be very well the one. Yeah. All right. Um, next on Chris's list, Space Mutiny. Come on, say it with me. Slab Bulkhead. Bridge, large meat. Punt, speed chunk. Butch, deadlift. <laughs> Bold, big flank. Splint, chest hair. Flint, iron stag. Bolt, vander huge. Whee! Thick, McRun fast. <laughs> we put our faith in blast hard cheese. Buff, drink lots. Trunk, slam chest. Fist, rock bone. Stump, beef knob. Smash, slam jaw. Punch, rock groin. <laughs> Buck, plank chest. Stump, junkman. Dirk, hard peck. Rip, steak face. Slate, slam rock. Crud, bone meal. Brick, hard meat. <laughs> Rip, slag cheek. Punch, side iron. Gristle, McThorn body. Slate, fist crunch. Buff, hard back. Bob Johnson. Oh, wait. <laughs> Blast, thick neck. Crunch, butt steak. Slab, squat thrust. Lump, beef broth. Touch, rust rod. Reef, blast body. Big, McLarge, huge. <laughs> Smoke, man muscle. Eat, punch beef. Hack, blow fist. Roll, fizzle beef. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do seem to remember that the uh, the love the female love interest in this was like vaguely like forty years old, yeah. and her dad looked like he was thirty eight. <laughs> no, her dad looked like Santa. Oh yeah. <laughs> and the sad thing about that movie was all the stock footage from Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, it was all that. <laughs> not one reference. Yeah. I wonder if they probably didn't do it because they realized it would probably been just too much. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, I wonder if they tried to hold off from that because they knew it would be, you know. Right. But I thought at least one. The yeah. One, the one thing I remember most about that episode, that episode is that, you know, they kill off that, like, one of the main characters, they kill her off. Mm-hmm. And then later on in another scene, she's she's back as one of like the secondary characters, just, like, just <laughs> yeah. one of the background characters. They bring her, the same actress back. Oh, no. And they're like, hey, wait a minute, isn't she dead? <laughs> Okay, look alive, everybody. Oh, sorry, Susan. That's right. She's dead. <laughs> um, and finally on Chris's list, Manos, the Hands of Fate. Not much was known about this movie before Joel and the bots pained their way through it. Now, if most people recognize this as the worst movie of all time, if you remember even TV's Frank apologized to them for sending them such a bad movie. And Dr. Forster um, apologized as well. That's right, they both did. This is the gold standard. Yeah. This right here is the gold standard for how bad a movie can be that they can make fun of. Mm Mm-hmm. 
I always kind of bounce up between this one being the worst and Hobgoblins being the worst. Hobgoblins. Hobgoblins is a pretty awful movie, but there's something of a... Yeah, I, I'm being very generous when I say a cohesive plot line. That's true. There's no cohesive plot line in Manos, The Hands of Fate. See, with... I think with, with Manos, they couldn't have really done it any better with it right. because they had nothing to work with. Right. Hobgoblins could have been better. They just didn't care. Right. Hobgoblins is, is considered one of the worst movies ever yes. made. Um, but Manos is as well. Yeah. Man, oh, Manos is awful. Now, if you get the deluxe DVD, the special edition DVD, they've got a documentary yeah. by the only surviving cast member. I, Wasn't the guy who played the master or something like that? Was he still alive? I think he's still alive. The master's still alive. He's just not around anywhere. And right. uh, I think the, the woman that played the little girl. Yeah, she's yeah, still she probably still alive. Everybody else did. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the guy that he was the cameraman, he also was one of the, the uh, teenagers making out yeah. that they kept like showing. It's like it's nighttime. For but no they're reason. in the. Yeah, exactly. But of course it's daytime. <laughs> Uh, that guy, I'm amazed that guy's still alive. That guy looks like hell. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, what can we say about it? this? Was another one we really hit on on uh, our mini sode, and oh, just so much, so much good stuff in there. When, when you think of a bad movie, this is the one that you think of. Right. It's nonsensical. It's dark. It's depressing. Yeah. The piece of chewed gum on your pillow, <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's downright wrong because he makes a bride out of the little girl. Oh yeah, yeah. oh, just creepy. <laughs> oh. You know the big huge you know thing where he's wearing like you know the big huge hands on the like you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so goes Joel does it with feet. <laughs> so what the what, oh oh the haunting Torgo theme. All right, some other honorable mentions from Chris. Prince of Space. Yeah. With Crankor. Crankor. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love when they were, they were like his laughing, laughter to the sound of a Volkswagen, a station wagon not turning over. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, was, was this one of the uh, Japanese movies where they, they really noticed the, uh, the tiny pants? Yeah, I think yeah, so. Oh, boy. Tiny pants, a, take me away! I thought it was Godzilla versus Megalon, though. It might have been. I mean, because there was a ton they kept, of them. They kept talking about the little kids' tiny shorts. They always have constantly. tiny shorts. Oh, yeah. In every single Japanese movie, especially the Sandy Frank stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Tiny shorts, take me away! <laughs> What's the matter with you, Mickey? This might be dangerous. I'm not afraid if you want to go on home. Wait, those are two separate ideas. Yeah. I saw some smoke. It's time for lunch. Look at this tree. Um, Santa Claus. The Mexican Santa yes. Claus. Yes. Again, just caught up on it with it on Netflix. Um, yes, yeah, Santa Claus does not live in the North Pole. He lives on a cloud with Merlin, the magician. And, and, a bu- and no elves, just a bunch of kids from all over the world. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, Santa, I guess all us three-year-olds will just fend for ourselves. Don't worry about us. <coughs> oh, yeah. It's with uh, Pitch the Devil. Yeah. <laughs> the world's most ineffective devil. Yeah. <laughs> and Lupita. <laughs> Lupita, who essentially looks like a living doll. Yeah. She actually looks... Mm-hmm. I mean, she must have been two filming had, that. Yeah, had to have been. Uh, maybe five. Yeah. Maximum. Oh, God. It was... It was. It's a, it's a terrible movie. <laughs> <laughs> God, what's happening? 
Uh, a pentagram and reindeer laughing. You figure it out. This is one of the movies that actually got um, put up on Wrestle Crap. Oh, yeah. For their non wrestling crap. I remember that. Oh, so go to WrestleCrap.com around Christmas time. It'll be there. What's kind so. of amazing, though, is I, I actually got this one on DVD yep. released by uh, Shell Factory. They have a really interesting documentary showing how much how this movie is actually rather beloved in Mexico. I would imagine it would be because there's a lot of stuff that goes on in Mexico, Mexican popular culture that makes zero sense to anybody yeah. else. Yep. Oh, God. <laughs> a helpful group from Mexico are over-accessorized. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Um, next one. Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. Yes. Which yep. is what got me into MST. Okay. Look at me. Santa Claus, the great toy maker. Stuck on a planet with no booze. Because when I was in college... We only had one MST movie, and it was this one. And we watched the shit out of it. <laughs> this is the big, like, white bar that goes across. Yeah, it. <laughs> oh my god. What a, what a, this is a good entry into MST as well. Yes. Drop, oh. you're the laziest man on Mars. Why are you so, why are you sleeping? Because I'm the laziest man on Mars. <laughs> <laughs> um, everything from the uh, stock footage of the uh, rockets being written. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> To, um... Piazadora. Oh, Piazadora. <laughs> oh, my God, I forgot she was in that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe my daddy will buy me a Golden Globe. <laughs> <laughs> to, oh, the, um... At the, at the very end where, uh... What, what's his name? Which the, one? the villain. Oh. With the terrible um, mustache. Oh. Uh, I can't remember. I remember no, yeah. But when he's attacked by all the toys. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty terrible. The, oh, the Wemo air blaster. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, but then all the toys like started showing like the baseball bat with the tennis racket on him. Yeah, that's okay. We'll keep... <laughs> what did they say? They're gonna give him to retarded kids or something? This come from the same uh, Santa factory from Clem Williams of Is from Santa though. Or... <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> they show Santa smoking the pipe. Smoking is good for you. <laughs> I love it when he's trying to name all name all the reindeers like and Vixen and Nixon. Uh, yeah, what's in the pipe, Santa? <laughs> Brilliant. Um, and this one, I think, you can pretty much watch it entirety on uh, YouTube. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, and the polar bear with the, with the head just draped oh. over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, really? One of the worst polar bear outfits you could imagine. You, you can even see the zipper on the thing. I think the coast is... Oh, no, his head must have gone about 75 feet. Ooh. <laughs> Um, and also on Chris's list, Merlin's Shop of Mystical Wonders. Yes. Which we talked that. in great detail in on the mi- the mini-sode. It's dark. It mm-hmm. is. Oh, it is pitch black. It's almost like a Tales from the Dark Side type It is, series. but it, it tries to be light and frivolous. Oh. Yeah. And, and the whole it's thing, not. The whole thing is based around, um... Oh, like artifacts that from the store yeah. that these two, this couple owns. Yeah. And then I remember, like, one person gets it, he wants to be young, and turns into a baby, something like that. I, I can't remember the whole thing. I hadn't seen it in years, so. Yeah. Uh, 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 what was the guy that played the grandpa? I have no idea. I don't remember. And we, we talked about this. I, I was actually listening to the mini-sode uh, over the weekend, and you said Ed Asner, and I'm almost 100% sure that's it's not wrong. Ed Asner. No. It's. He was on. Um, I'm pulling it up. I'm pulling it up. So this is Merlin. He was in the black hole. Ernest Borgnine? That was it. Ernest Borgnine? It was Ernest Borgnine telling 
telling all these stories to his like seven-year-old nephew. Okay, I'm. Oh, oh yeah, you're right. You're right. And he's still alive too. Jeez. Yeah. I love it. They, they say, is he smuggling a, a sea turtle under his sweater? <laughs> <laughs> All right, IMDb, don't fail me now. I'm trying to pull it up here. Mil- yes, it is Ernest Borgnine. Yeah. Yeah. All right, good job, Mike. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anybody else here of any importance. George no. Milan, Bunny Summers, and John Terrence. I love- oh, yeah, Bunny Summers. That's all you need. That's all you do need. I love, like- it. I love- they, they had... They had the stinger for that one of the kid wearing the weird glasses saying "Rock and Roll Martian," <laughs> and then it, <laughs> I love it. In um, if you go to mst3kinfo.com, yeah, they have like kind of the Sci-Fi Channel episodes done and the Amazing Colossal Glide type. Oh, nice format, nice. And they chose that song because they swore, and when they're when they were listening to him saying singing "Rock and Roll Martian," yeah, it sounded like he was saying "Fucking Old Martian." Oh, God. <laughs> Oh boy! But the other the other choice for their stinger was when that um, psychic was completely berating the old the uh, father. Oh yeah! Great. Should I wear garlic around my neck too? My God, David! I'm you sorry. moron! I'm sorry, I appreciate your help, but I just wish you. Could I know. Come. I am sorry. <laughs> I wish I could do the exorcism for you, but this is something you'll have to do on your own. Damn it! And remember, David, never let it know. You stupid bastard! I could stab you in the eyes right now, so help me God! And uh, finally on Chris's list, Soul Taker. Because does anything really start Joe Estevez? <laughs> Thank you very much, Chris. We'll hear from you next time. Now let's get on some of our Facebook feedback. Yeah. Tons of stuff. Mike, why don't you start? I didn't get nearly as much as he did. Yeah. Uh, I got my friend Sean came up with Zap Rousdower. 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 Uh, my oh. friend Jim came up with the Puma Man, all of it. Uh, is it Puma Man or is it Puma, Puma Man? Man. <laughs> or Pumaman. <laughs> I just remember how awful that was. It is nondescript powers. Can you leap really high? <laughs> Help, I'm falling at a, 30, at a 45 degree angle, breaking all laws of physics. <laughs> Hey, going back to Joe Estevez for a second. Yeah. Do you realize they had they did two movies of Joe Estevez? Werewolf. The, one, the werewolf one. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wait, yes, right. That's in the right. beginning, remember, because the guy actually scratched his hand on the on the on the, on the, uh, on the skeleton. Now he becomes a werewolf. Yeah. <laughs> so the other guy like makes the gets puts the janitor's water. I love I love every time they um, Joe Estevez shows up after that. He's like, yeah, yeah, Joe, you're not in the movie anymore. Go away, Joe. <laughs> yeah, he was winning. <laughs> All right, here's one that uh, Steve brought up. Uh, Steve Bailey, who essentially I stole the Go Forth and Be Nerdful yeah. from. Um, he mentioned Prince of Space, which we already talked about. Mm-hmm. Cave Dwellers. Cave Dwellers. Cave Dwellers. Cave Dwellers. Cave Dwellers with how much O'Keefe? Miles O'Keefe. It's all over. I mean, it's all over for you, Atar. I know we've been best, best friends. Damn. Of the mighty Ator. Nipple. Nothing to say. Must be cold in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Great Conan ripoff. Oh, yeah. Oh. That was the second of the... Yeah, uh, that's a sequel. That's the yeah. Ator movies. Ator, the Flying Eagle. Wasn't and then the third one, one was well? Eric Allen Kramer. Oh, because <laughs> actually, well, no, because he has, te- he has the funny story about that. The third Ator movie was yeah. called The Quest of the Mighty Sword. It was also originally Goblin... It was supposed to be Troll 3. Oh, no. <laughs> Remember the Troll? We had yes. Troll 1. Yeah. yeah. Then Troll 2. Remember Nilbog? Yeah. Which is also on Netflix, if you ever yeah. want to watch a really bad movie. And then they had basically Quest of the Mighty Sword. It was actually Goblin 3 because they used the same goblins 
Oh no. Second one. Or no, 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 they no, no. They use the no. same exact one, so. I just, I just remember there's that one point where he's like, I have to go to that castle, and then flies off on the, gl- on the, on <laughs> on the, the glider. glider. Yeah. And they just start laughing. Are you kidding? <laughs> Wait a second. So he's able to. <laughs> tan a deer. <laughs> you know, kill a deer, learn, tan it. Learn how to anodize an aluminum frame. <laughs> All on a board cor- And later, oh yeah, he also invented dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> Flying so free. Uh, now I gotta I gotta read this from the yeah. colossal episode guide, the Miles O'Keefe, a tribute, and uh, this is written by Michael J. Nelson. Mm. Who is Miles O'Keefe? Is he Tarzan, the monosyllabic simian lover who abhors a shower? No, that's too simple. Is he Ator, the fighting eagle, protector of the weak, glorious warrior, fleet of foot, quick with a sword, true to the core? No, that's actually a little too complex. My guess is that he's pro- he's somewhere in the middle. I believe Miles be an amiable enough guy, never going to bring home a Pulitzer, likes his beer, runs a lot, been married a couple of times, calls his girlfriend my old lady, is a funny drunk. I can't really tell a joke. That's why we love him. One thing I know for certain, the man could beat me up. Oh, I might get in a lucky punch or two. I might be able to wrestle him momentarily to the ground, but in the end, Miles would thrash me. He probably wouldn't hurt me badly. He'd let me know he'd won, but most likely he wouldn't break anything. Come to think of it, he probably jabbed me expertly in the solar plexus two or three times so I crumpled to the ground and threw up on myself. <laughs> then he helped me to my feet and buy me a beer. As I sat nursing my Sam Adams, face dirty, hair must, smelling of bile and sick, the lovely ladies would flock around Miles and he'd carry the, uh, them off and he'd love them. Oh, how he'd love them. <laughs> me, I'd go home, wash the filth off, microwave a burrito and watch Marker while Miles took the world's loveliest creatures on a guided tour through the nebula of ecstasy. That is Miles O'Keefe. That is Miles O'Keefe. But you know, he's no Red Brown. Ugh. (laughs) He's certainly no Christopher Lambert. And you know, as far as that tour concerned, Deathstalker would have kicked his ass. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. All right. And there was Thong. (laughs) Thong. Thong. Thong the fish already. He's just whacking at the fish. (laughs) Or Gomez. What do they keep calling him? (laughs) Um, Then uh, Steve also brings up Space Mutiny. Space Mutiny. With Red Brown, actually. Oh, Absolutely. wow. Hey, nice there tie we go. In. Get the Red Brown in there. Nice tie-in. <laughs> um, John brings up Girls Town with Mamie Van Doren. Yep. This, oh. is, this is a great one because you've got Mamie Van Doren, Paul Anka, Mel Torme, yep. The oh, Platters. <laughs> That's an all-star cast. Oh, my God. It is an all-star cast, especially because um, Paul Anka starts singing, I'm Just a Lonely Boy. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm just a lonely boy. Why does that not surprise me? And then they cut to the platters, and they're just kind of standing there, and just he's just a lovely boy. <laughs> and then, of course, you know, Mel Torme must get the scat in after that. I oh no, no, that he doesn't get into any scat at all. At all? But Tom Servo scats like crazy. Oh, yeah. nice. like every time he sees Mel, Mel Torme on uh, on screen, he's like scooby lap doo lap doo lap doo lap scooby lap doo. That's what you have to because he was known for it. Yo, yeah. quick, we'll just, we'll run away in my golden smog, <laughs> on my velvet smog. Yeah, fantastic. And also every time. She is silver. Maybe Van Doren's character would walk away. They'd yeah. show her from the back, and they'd show her butt kind of moving, like Gigantor. <laughs> um, all right. For shorts, uh, my wife Autumn brought up why study study home economics. Fantastic. Well, actually, that's actually a combination of home economics story and why study industrial arts. Oh yes. Okay. We got we got to break those two down. Yeah. Why study home ec? Could be one of the most um, sexist shorts 
up until flying stewardesses when Rift Tracks did yeah. that. Yep. Because it's all about what can a woman do in college? Well, you can study home ec. <laughs> and, and t- which prepares her for the important job of being a housewife. Of being Mrs. John Smith. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that that one. Uh, and then the home, the um, the shop. Uh, why take industrial why arts? study industrial arts? <laughs> well, I thought the Grand Dragon was really on point last night. <laughs> I, I just love it when, when they come up with the title, Why Study Industrial Arts? Crow comes... Because you're bad at math. <laughs> I just love the bit too, where he's like, "And I enjoy the sawdust falling on me. I enjoy, I enjoy putting the drill in. Then I thrust the the, 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 the nail into the soft, yielding wood. <laughs> I put sawdust in my underwear. And now you got wood. <laughs> I like to sneak in and lay on the table saw. Yes. The sharp whine of the power tool. The piercing scream of a freshman. Or the dull tap. Tap of tools on leather. Tat, 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 tat. I keep popular mechanics under I my like mattress. <laughs> Feeling of chaps with no pants. <laughs> a wrench. Let it go, man. Shop class was a long time ago. It's over. Those are both great. I, I especially love the, the cracker aspect of the kid mm. doing it, too. Because <laughs> he's, he's the very definition of that 50s type of short oh, absolutely. subject character. Buzz cut. Thick rim glasses. Yeah. <laughs> I was missing the pomade in his hair. You know? No, he can't. He's got a buzz cut, <laughs> and he's a he's a he's a hillbilly. High and tight. <laughs> yep. Um, Autumn brought up keeping neat and clean, but I do believe that she what she meant to say body was, care and grooming was body care and grooming. They're yeah. cops. <laughs> one of the greatest entrances of all time with that one girl who's kind of like a little disheveled. Yeah. And the narrator just goes, "Look at you. Look at that hair." That skin, that mouth, those nose. <laughs> it's all about how, like, if you're not neat and clean, no one will like you. Right, exactly. Right. <laughs> I personally found the not neat and clean people a lot more attractive. They, they tend to be more interesting yes. and far less white. <laughs> um, Autumn also brought up a date with your family. Oh, God. Which, oh, God. This one is hysterical for so many reasons. <laughs> Uh, first of all, it's so wrong. Yeah. Emotions are for ethnic, ethnic people. people. <laughs> uh, Hugh Beaumont actually does the narration for this, where he's giving the the family the kind of the rundown of what what to do when you're having dinner with your family. That's three Hugh Beaumont um, appearances in uh, Embassy to Decay. Yeah, there Jeez. are. Yeah, but well, they. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Lost Continent. Yeah. Mole people, and now um, a short. Yeah, yeah. a short. Um, there's just so much funny stuff in here, though, because it, again, it's that '50s nuclear family where you don't upset dad at all. He's got to have booze the second he walks in the door. Big piece of chicken on the table. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> more, I think the but salad needs more butter, mother. <laughs> um, but then when they actually get down to sitting down and like the things you're not supposed to do, don't talk about upsetting things. Dad, I'm dating a Negro. <laughs> <laughs> or. Uh, <laughs> And so Mrs. Mary Patrick has him up against the wall. She was, na- she was nailing him. Pleasant, unemotional conversation helps digestion. I can't stress unemotional enough. Father serves mother first, then daughter. Let's go to the flow chart for this. <laughs> then the boys. Don't worry, fellas, you won't get left. And be sure to make a plate for the narrator. A violent argument erupts over whose day was more pleasant. Oh, God. Oh, there's that one line, though, where um, everyone's sitting down, 
brother seats mother like he would his best girl. And the less said about this, the better. <laughs> uh, it's great stuff. Fantastic. And just, these 50s shorts, these, just anything having to do with, with maintaining good manners mm. and just staying as inconspicuous as humanly possible. Yeah. I'm amazed we got to the 60s. Yeah. <laughs> I really am. What was that one? I can't remember the name of it. It was the one where like they were doing the Cars of the Future. Oh, oh design, design for Dreaming. dreaming. Design for Nuvina. Dreaming. That was one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. I had the guy that did the, uh, Tony the Tiger doing the song, doing all the, uh, Oh, the yeah. Voiceovers. Yeah, he, um, oh. oh, God, yeah. He'd be like the guy with the mask, he'd be like the guy in the tux and the mask. Thurl Ravencroft, <laughs> yes. I believe his name was. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, oh, with, uh, and we, we, we talked about this again, we're gonna reference that Minnesota a lot, yeah. but every time my wife and I see anything that shouldn't happen, like, nah, I call no way. <laughs> Like the auto automated cooking baking, yeah, ca- you know, birthday cake, and installs candles that yeah, are exactly. already lit. <laughs> That's like something you see, like in the old, like you know, Tom and Jerry cartoons. You know, like the new, you know, the future home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm just amazed that nothing in that that kitchen of tomorrow had like little white gloves on it. Right. <laughs> um, Sound like her mother's little helpers are kicking in. <laughs> uh, Brian P. Dermody mentions outlaw, outlaw all day, outlaw of gore. <laughs> Which was a sequel. Yep. To Gore? Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. Oh, good lord. Starring Jack Palance. Damn it! <laughs> uh, that uh, one was probably famous as having more buffalo shots, or otherwise known as butt shots, of any <laughs> other movie combined. Oh, uh, that's true. Because they, they were all wearing very short skirts and thongs underneath. <laughs> um, Pat re- brings us back to Santa Claus by saying that her favorite... Uh, holiday faces uh, favorites is watching Sweet Little Lupita in Santa Claus. Oh, God. Santa won't bring me anything because I am poor. <laughs> but he oppresses the proletariat. <laughs> Where's Arthur Christmas when you need him, huh? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Catherine brings up the giant hill monster. Yeah. I sing whenever I sing, sing whenever, whenever I, I sing, sing, whenever I sing. <laughs> that one, is, again, that's one of those terrible Burt I. Gordon just yeah. take some kind of inconspicuous creature and magnify it times a thousand. Mm-hmm. Like the beginning of the end. Yeah. With oh, the yeah. crickets, which crickets. I watched. <laughs> which most of the effects were just crickets crawling on post- postcards. Postcards, yeah, exactly. And Peter Graves is directly responsible for everybody's <laughs> trouble. <laughs> Why aren't we arresting you? You caused all this. I'm Peter Graves. I've got door-to-door biography. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Catherine also brings up Horror of Spider Island. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. one of season ten ones. Yeah, <laughs> where again, just giant insects. Nice. One uh, bounce back to giant healing monster one time. Yeah. Uh, one thing I love most about that one is that in a scene near the end, like giant healing monster causes a train to crash. Yep. And this drunk guy is driving along. He sees it, but then you can see in the reflection of its windshield a, a hand fixing the setting, the scenery. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> oh boy. Um, Mike brings up another Mike, Mike <laughs> L. He's got a number of favorites, but he wants to go with the day the Earth froze. One of the Russo Finnish co-productions. Oh God! <laughs> this is this is the one with the Sampo. Oh yes, the Sampo, where the kids all run and go running for the meaty taste of Sampo. Oh, <laughs> uh, and then there's Fire Maidens from Outer Space. Oh, Never that is one. one of my all-time favorites. Oh, I don't think I've ever seen Fire Maidens from Outer Space. No. I'm going to have to let you borrow it. Oh, please. It's, it's just... It, it, if you took out all the padding of this movie, it would be about half an hour long. 
it was just there were scenes of them running and then scenes of them sitting around in a rocket ship shoot back to scenes on earth where you have people sitting around in nasa watching screens doing nothing <laughs> so anyway i just sat there for hours and cy roth kept the camera rolling the whole time oh yeah well you know what i did i told my agent to get me a part in the film with more action so after this he signed me up for this film called sleep with andy warhol yeah, I told my agent the same thing. So after this, I'm doing a film called My Dinner with Andre. I mean, they, uh, I think, who is it? I think um, Crow at the end put it best when he said, Cyroth had to put in more padding to get to the scenes. They had more padding. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mike's wife, Kathy, brings up um, The Day the Earth Froze as well. Are you the bride or the failure? <laughs> She's got her favorite short, Mr. Be Natural. It's a happy smile. Her runner-up is, are you ready for marriage? Boing! <laughs> I love, are you ready oh, for yeah. marriage? Because of the, the um, like that marriage counselor guy who's got the elastic band, he's, and if you keep stretching it, and stretching it, and stretching it... It can cause a great deal of argument and unhappiness until... It's gone! Where'd it go? We're That's gonna die! <laughs> but where's the rubber band? <laughs> what I, the, my favorite line for that one is, you see the, uh, you see the, um, the woman that's trying to be trying to decide if she's ready for marriage. Yep. She just kind of steers off into space. <laughs> Think how often you speak of things from my point of view instead of Sorry, back in Denang there for a minute. <laughs> uh, Kathy also brought up a song. Her favorite being the Canada song. Why, you lousy, stinking, Franco-phonic, bacon-loving bastards! Your country's just a giant piece of... Well, okay, whoa, 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 I think whoa, that's whoa, whoa, enough. Easy. I think we bunch of cam Okay, thanks. All right. I have no sense of proportion. I'm a disgrace to my uniform. Uh, no, that's, that's okay. Now, calm down now. We mustn't hate, mustn't hate. At least so overtly. Exactly right. Must disguise our hate just a little. Okay, we'll be right back. It's okay now, Dudley. Calm down. Pardonnez-moi. Pardonnez-moi. <laughs> oh man, that uh, that's fantastic. Kim, my high school friend Kim, who is a gigantic fan of MST, uh, she loves Space Mutiny, hands mm-hmm. down. From the Joel year, she loves Cave Dwellers. Um, and yes, his cape is fabulous! <laughs> From the Mike year, she loves Riding with Death. Yes. Oh, I'm gonna get you turkeys. <laughs> Oh, that we get. We got to talk about riding with death because it's so stupid. More like more like riding with slate abrasion. Right, <laughs> Sam. My patent papers want to know why we're not there yet. <laughs> Essentially, the story. This is one of these failed TV shows Jim that got two. Yeah, they got strung together to make one movie out of two terrible episodes. And the only connection between the two was the fact that they had um. Oh, what was his name? I don't even. He, remember. He's saying like, I love spiders and snakes, or. Uh, I hate spiders. Just, hold on, I'm going to look this You're going to look up. that one up. Okay, I'll pad for time now. Yeah, there we go. Now, the entire thing, the entire uniqueness of this show, so to speak, was that um, the lead character was invisible, but he had to wear a watch that would make him visible. Oh. So it's not like the watch turned him invisible. The watch kept him from turning invisible. <laughs> but the entire hour that he's driving uh, the villain, or he thinks he's driving the villain, the entire like truck is rigged to blow up or something, and... He thinks he's driving the guy who's like, oh, I just have some time to review these patent papers. <laughs> I'm going to keep doing these patent papers right now. What's kind of sad is I've actually seen an episode of that TV series. Oh, no. They, had it, they showed it on Sci-Fi Channel, and I was just kind of bored. Oh, God, why? Um, 
and I guess, I guess like the real story is that he could only stay invisible for like so much time, and so that's why he had to turn on the watch. Okay. If he stayed invisible for too long, he would be permanently. He invisible. would vanish. Yeah. Oh, God. All right, I got. But he turned finish. invisible. Optical illusion. <laughs> no. This can't be. You're dead. No, I'm not. All right. All right. You found it. I got it here. Jim Stafford. Jim Stafford. As Buffalo Bill Joe Hickens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Um, Kim also brings up Overdrawn Memory Bank. Mom, my nuts. Uh, she loves uh, season three. You got Fugitive Aliens 1 and 2, all of the Gamras, and the Castle of Fu Manchu. I think uh, Fugitive Alien can be summed up with one brief song. They tried to kill me with a um, the Gamera movies. Yes. I, oh god, those are tough to get through. Especially the first one where Gamera's kind of a villain. Honestly, I find the second one the hardest to get through because the second one at least did not have that little, that little Japanese kid. Kenny? What are you doing with that? Evil things, horrible things. Who's all this food for? Surround the Dark Lord. Daddy, Kenny's taking some food for his turtle again. Hit him, hit him now. Kenny or Itchy or... What? Answer me a question. You're you're a huge Japanese fan. Yeah. Why are all kids or men named Ken in uh? They're not. I don't <laughs> think they are. But no, they just happen to Americanize. You're right. Yeah. But the funny thing is, you know, it's funny. Some of those like early like the early monster movies were actually pretty good. Yeah. But yeah. then they got really goofy when they were taken over by a whole another person. Yeah. Right. You know what's great? Go to um, James Rolfe's site, Cinemasco.com. Mm-hmm. Did a whole monster madness thing. Did a Godzilla thon. <laughs> of all the Godzillas, kind of like in order. It was pretty good. Um, it's pretty interesting. Yeah. I yeah. prefer the Godzilla post-1985, personally. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. What else does Kim have here? Oh, and from season nine, I always kill myself laughing at the quest for the Delta Knights. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I don't think I've actually seen that one. I caught bits and pieces of it. I don't that, remember seeing that, that one. That one is unique in that it has Pearl Forster riffing on the movie for for one full, full section. Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay. Um, yeah, I... I, I find Pearl's comic timing to be excellent. Yes. Impeccable. I mean, yes, she's kind mm-hmm. of the poor man's Clayton Forrester, mm-hmm. but I think that she's done a really good... They, she did a really good job with what she was yeah, getting. Yeah, Mary Jo Peel. Yeah. Mary Jo Peel was, was very funny. She was an, a more than adequate replacement. Yeah. Mm. Um, <laughs> uh, Kim would just like to finish off with, geez, you had to ask this question about my all-time favorite show ever, right? Now I'll have to go rewatch this series again. In order. Again. <laughs> and uh, Join the, the club. <laughs> and the mighty ape cod uh, finishes off with, there's a mantis in my pantus. <laughs> <laughs> so guys, thank you very much for your feedback on this one. We've practically filled an hour just pretty much on fan favorites. On, on fan favorites. Yeah. So what what do we got? Mike, yeah. you, got, you brought a list. We've definitely cut through that list a, a, yeah. quite a bit. Why don't you bring some of the some of the stuff that wasn't mentioned? All right. Well, we mentioned the Gamera movies. Yeah. Did we mention Pod People? We no. did not mention we did Pod not People. Mention pod People. Uh, we've got to mention oh, Pod People. God. Come on. Huzzah! One word. One word. Trumpy. Trumpy. <laughs> Trumpy. Trumpy can do magic things. Trumpy, you can do stupid things. <laughs> you know what playing is, Trumpy? Yes, it's where I break you in half. And of course, I think the movie could be summed up in two words. It, it sticks. sticks. <laughs> With the pick of mine, we kick the nickel beer. Steady as we go, flying over trout. Sack of monkeys in my pockets. My sister's ready to go. Hear the engines roll now. Hear the engines roll now. Hear the engines roll now. 
good. He's the best. <laughs> I love... I'm not a huge fan of the segments, but when they did that, and they that had was Frank... Funny. And Mike, we, I'm like... He had the I'm a Virgin shirt I'm on. Virgin. Virgin shirt on. And it was like, tight, tight. Yeah. <laughs> good. He's the best. Uh, <laughs> I still, one of the funniest parts in that movie, though, was when all of a sudden, like... The guy goes and sees all the eggs. Oh, yeah. And he picks it up and drops it. Oh, clamp it out of seven. And the old Tom Sawyer goes, Brock, 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 Brock. <laughs> oh, it's Easter Bunny. Is he ever pissed? <laughs> oh. And of course, you can also sum that up in two more words. Yep. Chief McLeod. McLeod. <laughs> oh, that was oh. awesome. I remember, like, Back in the mid-90s, uh, Rhino was just starting to release episodes of mm. MST. Yeah. And they really, their first three were Pod People. Mitchell. Mitchell. And... Cave, cave Dwellers? No, I want to see... Um... Yeah, cave, it was Cave Dwellers. Yeah. Cave oh, Dwellers was yes. the third one, yeah. yeah. I remember that because uh, I was managing Suncoast at the time, and damn, if I wasn't going to put all three of those <laughs> yeah. on the store rotation loop. Oh, yeah. So, you know what I actually have? I still have a video that they don't make anymore. It's Amazing Colossal Man. Wow. They, I have it right. on, yeah. I I have it on VHS somewhere. So. Wow. I think it's buried under my bed somewhere. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Pod People is a classic. That is yeah. a classic. But it's a forgotten classic, I think. Like, I yeah. think so, yeah. Qualify it, yeah. Charlie! Jack! Is anyone there? He knows him and he's bringing a gun? Oh, it's a little practical joke. He kicks open the door and plugs him with 30 rounds. Get him an inside family thing, mm. you know. What else you got? Alright, so we did Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. Yep. Mm-hmm. We did Fire Mage from Outer Space. Oh! Attack, like of, attack of the, the, the eye creatures. The, the eye creatures. <laughs> all I could remember was, you see one creature in the full suit, and then a bunch of them are all going, they're all in like black leotards, yeah. with head on too. You could see the zipper on those. That one was so bad. And they were wearing sneakers. Yes. <laughs> Very physically. That was the best one. You could like, they actually had the film right on top of the sneakers. <laughs> the, the best part of that about that movie, though, was that the way they killed the eye, the eye creatures was they shined a light on them. And the entire show was... The entire movie was filmed night for um, night for dark, yep. uh, night uh, no day for night. Yep, but very poorly. In most of the scenes, you couldn't tell it was day for night. So it was like you were driving <laughs> along in the broad sunshine. <laughs> Great. Uh, what I else you got? The eye creatures. Uh, okay. Oh yeah, that yeah that has to be mentioned also. That essentially it was Attack of the, and then the eye creatures. Yeah. Right. And no one thought that was wrong. No. Well, I think the original thing was it was supposed to just be the eye creatures, yeah. but then someone didn't realize you got the other the. <laughs> I, I love the end, the final segment of that though, where um, uh, Mike is playing uh, the director, yep. uh, Larry Buchanan or something, <laughs> and um, the entire thing was Joel and the boss were talking about how the the creators of the movie did not really care, and they showed all the examples. <laughs> yep. Exhibit one, please, Cambot. Cambot, cue that up. Thank you. Yes, the night the light intolerant eye creatures spearheaded their bone-chilling assault on Earth was actually quite a lovely day. In fact, you couldn't have picked a nicer day to film a night sequence. Just after midnight or high noon, you decide. You see, they just didn't care. Gambot, next please. The eye creatures, scabby, inflexible, lethargic, mucus-expelling creatures having no spoken language and no particular powers with which to conquer. They were also unfortunate enough to have evolved with heavy-duty zippers running up their backs. This frame is a clear indication that they just didn't care. Cambot, thank you. Some eye creatures are born with scaly protective coverings. 
Others are born with hundreds of eyes protruding from fleshy knobs. Still others, like this whisper-thin fellow, are born with tight acrylic wool blend turtleneck sweaters from Chess King. Folks, they just didn't care. Next, please. Thank you. Take a look at this guy. Go ahead. Take a good, long look. You see, they just didn't care. And but, thank you. If you're ever in a fight with an eye creature, keep in mind that his head is simply draped casually over his shoulders and should be no trouble to knock off. Failing that, eye creatures tend to be most vulnerable in their union suit area, illustrated here. Get ready to give chase to an injured eye creature, as you can see, he is wearing his Jack Purcell athletic shoes. Folks, they just did not care. The lubricious serial killer in the multicolored sheath dress. The Alan Sherman wannabe in the leopard skin robe. The unexplained shot of Gertrude Stein examples all that. They, they just, just didn't, didn't care. care. We rest our case. What do you think, sir? And then uh, Frank and Dr. Forrester was like, he, we have got the director here. And he tell us about how you put their, your vision, your effort, and all that. You just didn't really care, did you? He's like... Nope. <laughs> <laughs> what else you got? All right. Manos, we did. Yep. Magic Voyage of Sin Mad. Okay. Oh, boy. Another Russo finish. Another Russo finish. Seriously, they're all about a jerk who does something bad. Yeah. And then ends up with the girl in the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This one, nothing to do with Sin Bad. Okay. Um, it was called, when they dubbed it, actually, I think Martin Scorsese was involved. What? No, Francis Ford Coppola. Oh, okay. Was involved in the dubbing Oh, that's of this. right. That's right. But um, yeah, you couldn't even save it. Yeah, no, um, it had nothing to do with Sinbad. The, the entire the original movie was called Sadko or something like that. What? It's, a, it's an actual Russian like myth, but in order to you know make it for Western audiences, yeah. they called him Sinbad. <laughs> oh, it, Terrible. It, it is, but they do such a great job. <laughs> um, let me see, Mitchell, we yep. did. Mm-hmm. Santa Claus, we did. Yeah. Twelve to the moon. Oh boy! What happens when you put an next Nazi war criminal and Jew in outer space? <laughs> <laughs> I love because like no one had ever. Now this is like the fifties, so nobody had been to the moon yet. Yeah. So they were trying to guess what the moon was like, and they have like steam. And every, <laughs> and every time they was like, every time they see that, Tom was like, "There's no steam in a vacuum," <laughs> and you can see this uh, the the overhead lights right on a number of scenes, and there's one shot where. They just landed on the moon, and they looked out the door. You could see someone walking across the set. Ah, <laughs> uh, Edward would have been proud. Yes. Yeah. Now I'm turning on my invisible electromagnetic ray screen. <laughs> Even I don't buy it. Which forms a protective shield over our faces. <laughs> of course it does. Continue my commentary through my micro-tape recorder. Now I'm activating my wings, and I'll fly! <laughs> In this fine year of 1977. <laughs> Remember in 1977 when we were living on the moon? Yes, exactly. <laughs> All right. Oh, we were talking about uh, movies with lots of big guest stars. Yep. Mm-hmm. Angel's Revenge. Okay. Oh, yes. Now it's got... I'll pull it up in case you forget. Jack Palance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Peter Lawford. Arthur Godfrey. Okay. Is Adam West in that too? No. no. Nope. Pat, Pat Buttram. Uh, Jim Backus and Alan Hale Jr. Oh boy. This was Jim Backus's first film after he died. <laughs> I wonder what it's a ripoff of. Which one was Adam Weston? I know he was in one. No, he, he was, was in Zombie, Zombie Nightmare. Nightmare. Zombie Nightmare. That was the one he was. Okay. With Tia Carrera. Yep. Yeah. 
That's a great one. Yeah. Also available on Netflix and it's streaming. Yeah. Um. That that one's fantastic because that was like one of the first like first run I had seen because mm-hmm. everything had been at least a year old. Yeah. Oh, fantastic! But so the Angels Adventure was obviously a ripoff of Charlie's Angels. Right. Oh, really? How'd you get? Except they get six foxy ladies. And uh, actually Fox seven. Force five. All right. Um. Yep. <laughs> and they were all wearing white jumpsuits. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Which, like, it was stars on them. Yeah, exactly. Like the Wonder Woman Club. Right. Yeah, the black one, the Asian one. Yep. Seriously, it is like Fox Wars 5. Fox Wars 5. And uh, one that's good at knives. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, we've got Laser Blast. Oh. I saw that on Cinemax. Oh, really? Like, years ago, before it ever became, wow. like, you know... MST. MST. The last Comedy Central Mystery Science yep. Theater. And they did a great job. Oh. There are so many great lines in there. First of all, when he, when he, when he gets to the desert... And finds that the weapon pow 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 pow. Wait, we waited all this time for pow. <laughs> that you got the uh, the sheriff and his deputy. The deputy is like <laughs> smoking weed. He's like, oh great, he's horny now. You know the best part. Going to get you ready first. Football. You know what make that movie horrible was the fact that the two aliens, right? Yep. That are like up there. Not once you know what the hell they're talking about. Right, exactly. It's like no subtitle, nothing. You know, lots of references about how large their asses were. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. Who's going? Well, did you? Oh, that that thing with um, like that self pitying fat girl. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. As long as they don't run out of pool, oh. everybody cake. Yes, because everyone's going to abandon the pool for sheet cake. And the one thing we have to mention about that movie, what made that movie truly great, Eddie Deason. Exactly. Eddie Deason. <laughs> Especially when he blows up at the end. The day Eddie Deason died. Awesome. Awesome stuff. All right. What else you got? Next, another Russo finish. Jack Frost. Oh, God. I started watching that. Uh, last Christmas, Mike got me the M- an MST collection. Yeah. I got about halfway through this where I'm like, wow, this is nowhere near as whimsical as uh, yeah. The Day the Earth Froze. <laughs> I've gotten through all of these. This should be the easy one. <laughs> I love when they first show that the ugly stepsister. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they keep making references that she's town petty. <laughs> <laughs> It's alright if you like me. <laughs> oh boy. Right. Let me see. Riding with Death, we did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Prince of Space, we did. I think we did the rest of them. Space Mutiny, we got. Yeah. How we drawn the memory bank. Yeah. Hobgoblins. I said yeah. it before, I'll say it again. It's better than Manos because it had somewhat of a cohesive storyline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I don't know. You try watching that movie and. Yeah. Ugh. See, Final Sacrifice yep. and Merlin Shop of Mystical Wonder. Yep. Yeah. Ooh. All right, for full-length movies that I got on my list that have not been mentioned yet, Tormented. Tor- Tom, Tom Stewart, Stewart killed me. <laughs> With six. I'm sorry, Vi. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of funny stuff in there that's, you know, again, a jerk. <laughs> yeah. Who you're supposed to feel bad for. Um, accidentally murders his, his girlfriend. While no, he's no, engaged no. to somebody else. Technically, she he didn't murder her. She, she did, fell. She fell, she and fell. he just did nothing to stop it. Right. <laughs> um, a second degree at, yeah. on any court. Things will work out. You'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I especially like on uh, uh, Tormented in the um, in one of the segments 
where they're talking about all these famous people that they, they were they also wanted to throw off a lighthouse. And they said that they had to pick like the ten best because they, they were gonna go for an hour if they didn't. <laughs> I know I know they mentioned Kenny Loggins yep. and Kenny Rogers. Yeah. <laughs> and um oh what was that group that they mentioned? I, I have let me let me pull it out in the book. <laughs> Stall for time. All right. Goodbye to the effigies of Michael Bolton, Jonathan Edwards, and Lionel Richie. Yeah. Yeah, all right. There's definitely more on there. Yeah. Uh, we had at least half a million singers we wanted to see fall off a lighthouse, but only the best made it into the sketch. <laughs> um, Who would you like to see thrown from a, from a lighthouse? Justin Bieber, for starters? I'm going to vote for Black Eyed Peas. Oh, all four of them, yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, there's just so many to choose from. Hmm. I wouldn't mind seeing Lady Antebellum thrown off. Gwen Stefani. Yeah. Thrown off and hung at the same time. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> like in The Omen? Damn, yeah. it's all for you! <laughs> oh, boy. Um, yeah. Also, I'm surprised no one mentioned this one, because this is one of my favorites. Time of the Apes. That was that was so hard for me to get through. It's just I just I just oh. laugh when people refer to monkeys flinging their own poop. <laughs> I really do. Actually, that's 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 one where they make most fun of Sandy Frank. Yeah, Sandy and, Frank, Sandy Frank, gets about the house all day. Apparently, Sandy Frank heard that and he was really pissed off. I'm sure he. That, will. That's why it wasn't until recently that they were allowed to release the Gamera movies. Right on on DVD. Right. Oh, it's just so fantastic. And, and actually, speaking of yeah, on December sixth. They're coming out with the next uh, MSCCK box set. Guess what one of the movies is? What's that? Time of the Apes. Really? Yes. Very nice. Uh, now, for shorts that have not been mentioned, I think are classic and worth mentioning, mm-hmm. Is This Love? Yep. Not Are You Ready for Marriage. This is the one where the uh, girl and her Romulan roommate, her middle-aged Romulan roommate, discuss whether or not she should marry uh, her football-playing boyfriend. Is This Love or is it just cheap sex with... with oh, Michael Douglas. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just think this is hysterical because her room, this, this girl is like 20 years old, yeah. and her roommate looks about 50. Easily. Oh, my. Oh, your mother won't understand. I've known her all these years. <laughs> and the parents are actually ancient. Yeah. And then when she, she runs off to get married, they're like, oh, well, let's go home and make sweet love and make another one. <laughs> uh, then there's Out of This World. Yeah. We discussed this one on the Minnesota as well, the eternal struggle of good and evil over the soul of the bread man. <laughs> oh, fantastic stuff. The Selling Wizard, we didn't bring up yes. on the last one. The Selling Wizard t- uh, teaches you about the most effective way to store ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hosted by the Pizza Dominatrix. <laughs> she was mute the, throughout the entire thing. Yeah. She was just giving you, like, approving or disapproving looks. Right, exactly. But she was wearing, essentially, um, her cape was made out of a... Stereotypical Italian restaurant uh, yeah, tablecloth. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> okay, and then Catching Trouble. Oh, that one is so hateful. You seen that one, Mike? Which one? Catching Trouble is the one where that game warden and um, his Native American sidekick have to go <laughs> like, looks like emo Phillips. Taunt, oh, I didn't see that one. Taunt and trap like three bears, uh, and... two bears, a wildcat, and three snakes. <laughs> Hey, Mr. Bear, come back here. Don't you know you're wanted in Chicago for voting twice? (laughs) Go ahead, throw him down. He won't run away again. (laughs) Break his legs. (laughs) And it's just this guy beating the ever-living shit out of these animals. Ross tries to towel away the evil, but nothing doing. Next, he's going on a panda raid. Mm. 
and he's the hero. <laughs> There's nothing like uh, exerting your force over innocent creatures, is there, Ross? Oh, yeah. Oh, and then the narrator actually refers to Ross as his boyfriend a couple of times. <laughs> well, my boyfriend will help you. Whoa, I, I think we're going a little too fast here. Uh, oh, God. Some great, great stuff. Uh, why don't we, Mike, why don't you wrap up with some songs? All right. Actually, there's a couple we didn't mention. Yeah. Oh, okay. Operation Double Double O Seven. Oh God. Oh, yes. Neil Connery. Neil Connery. Sean Connery's actual brother. Yeah, and then a lot of a lot of members of the actual cast of uh, James Bond movies. That's right. right. Money Penny was in it. Q was in it. And they um, had a really bad Shirley Bassey song in there too. Or oh God. And, uh, Adolfo Shelley, I guess the, he was the main bad guy of Thunderball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that whole segment where Joel was like dressed in like that? He's like, yeah. I know. Yeah, he's like, hey, why are you just walking around? I know. <laughs> what else is Worry of the Lost World? Yep. Oh, That's another one. Oh, no, I, I just know. watched that one not too long ago with the paper chase guy. <laughs> yeah. Ready? Paper chase guy's here. <laughs> and his thoroughly annoying motorcycle. Oh, God. Talking motorcycle. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. oh. They cheered when that thing was crushed. <laughs> what about Red Zone Cuba with Coleman Francis? <laughs> The Coleman Francis movie. Coleman movies. Francis movie. That one's next on my Netflix. Uh, my Netflix viewing, actually. Oh, oh. God. I, I think that one can be summed up in the following phrase. I'm Cherokee Jack. <laughs> uh, what was the other one with that? What was the one short that was like, look at my crotch, look at my crotch, look, look. Oh, that, look that's the home economics that's one. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. I said, look at my crotch. Um, I was watching, which one was I watching today? The Indestructible Man. Oh, oh yeah, with um, with uh, Lon Chaney Jr. Jr. Yeah. doing a job that it probably would have been best off for his dad to do, and I was also watching Gunslinger. Oh uh, yeah, where essentially it's shoot first and then shoot first before asking more questions, <laughs> being shot. <laughs> or how about I accuse my parents? Oh, I remember in the beginning, all of a sudden I accuse my parents. We have a title, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I abused my parents, then I killed them. <laughs> now, here's my thoughts, too. What about, like, between, like, Joel and Mike? Did you guys like Joel sometimes, uh, Mike uh, sometimes? Was there more of a Joel or a Mike I, for you guys? Uh, we, we, sell, I, we actually sell this on the on the mini-show, right. but I'll reiterate. I'll yeah. reiterate. Um, I'm a Mike fan. Okay. I think that... I just think, just for sheer wit, Mike was a lot better because he didn't need to go to super obscure references from early right. 1970s television shows. I I'm a bit, I'm a fan of Mike mainly because Mike yeah mm-hmm. and Mitchell was my first episode but I absolutely adores Joel as well I mean oh, yeah I, I'm not his, taking anything away from Joel I don't think his stuff is inferior he had, but... he had a level of sarcasm that Mike couldn't touch right it just well they both brought something different to the table yeah. right it worked for both of them I mean the uh, the quintessential line for me for Joel was actually when they were watching um what to do on a date oh yeah mm-hmm. and Joel goes. Oh, great. This is like you're having your mom tell you about sex. <laughs> well, I got a funny story for you. I remember um, years ago, remember when PlayStation was putting out a magazine on DVD? Yes. Yeah. Okay. It was PlayStation Underground. Well, one of them was <laughs> all Mystery Science Theater 3000 yeah. stuff. Yeah. Okay. And they're all in the satellite love, and Tom Sir was playing Parappa the Rapper. He's like, kick, kick, punch! <laughs> uh, it was hysterical. And they were like showing all the commercials that they're watching. They're actually like, you know, MSTing the commercials. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. was that pretty one. funny. Nice. That was one of my funny skits. Um, and of course, the movie. Yeah, yeah, the oh, movie. Yeah. The MST movie. Well, yeah, the Mystery Science Theater 3000 movie is fantastic. Absolutely. It could very well be. I, and I, it's, it's hard. You can't rank it with the TV shows, unfortunately. No, right. If you did, it's up there. Yeah. It's up there as maybe the funniest one they've ever done. Right. 
There's so much stuff on there. Every day I use something from that. Absolutely. Right, yeah. Should we be seeing this? He's got the stick. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, so, now I have a refreshing mint flavor. <laughs> sort this, deliver that. I'll make them all pay. Notice the notice the large foreheads on them. No. no. <laughs> Actually, what do you think about our Mozart? <laughs> I don't. I don't know the man. I'm not an alien. <laughs> we'll, start right, the we'll, start cr- we'll start cracking the whip on Mitchum tomorrow. Then I ram my ovipositor down your throat and lay my eggs in your chest. But I'm not an alien. <laughs> Nanu, Nanu, uh, and I have to. Admit, I do miss. I did miss Trace Billy, Billy was, uh, as as, as Forrester. Yeah. And oh yeah. I, I think Billy Corbett has done an excellent job. Oh, no, I would say do too. I just I just like Trace. He just had that sarcasm. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. That, just that sarcasm oh. that really worked. By the way, I don't I don't know if uh, Mike has seen this or not, but we've actually got the mutant oh, as our yeah. official geek salad mascot here. Give Uncle Scrooge a hug. No, oh, fine, run <laughs> just because you have a skull. Oh, I'm very vulnerable hey, there. Smells like bacon. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you had some songs, Mike. Yes, I've got the Patrick Sweezy Christmas. Oh, of yeah. course. It's my way or the highway. This Christmas at my bar. I'll have to smash your kneecaps if you bastards touch my car. I got the word that Santa has been stealing from the till. I think that that right jolly old elf better make out his will. Uh, I've got Tubular Boobular Joy. Which one is that? That's from Outlaw. Okay. Where basically they're just glorifying all the butt shots and boob (laughs) shots that you see in the movie. Say, fellas, there sure is a lot of skin in this movie in there. There sure is. Yet despite all the acres of flesh in this film, I just can't come up with a word that describes it. Well, I can. You can. Why, sure. It's breastica, boobical, chestica, mammical, pendular, globular fun. Flashical, oval, mongular, scupular? Right, oh, that's the one. Is it gluteal maximal, tushital cracula, bunular morning till night? Well, you're absoto glandular, fanny, fantastical, mastoca, fleshular, right? Um, we're a danger to ourselves and others. <laughs> That's from uh, Attack of the Giant Leeches. All right, and it's basically talking about how the uh, all the rednecks with the inferior um, mental cap- capabilities are giving them really dangerous jobs. <laughs> Oh, I'm a danger to myself and others. My cousins are as close as brothers. I stay out in the rain all the time. Hey, he's a danger to himself and others. Only like shows with Sally Struckers. I can't even think of a word that rhymes. Well, just uh, How dumb are you, Uncle Dad? Well, pretty dumb, that's for sure. How dumb are you, Uncle Dad? Well, it's pot filled with manure. Um, the greatest Frank of all. Oh, yes. <laughs> I love that song because I think it's just a well-made song. Yeah. Um, I'm just amazed at how loved Frank, TV's Frank, is. Yeah. Frank, the sun never shone upon our love before Until there was Frank uh, you, from me to you, sweet floppy Frank We've had a lifetime of Frank An Endless Frank will always flow for all we know For all we know Let me see, uh, there's Who Will I Kill? Which, another very touching song, <laughs> where that was the last episode where Frank was around. Right. And uh, Dr. Forster was just singing about who will he kill now. <laughs> I've destroyed, and I've maimed, and I've kicked him. Now I'm a bully with no victim. 
No adrenaline thrill, no screams that are shrill. Who, who will I kill? And of, of course, there's Merry Christmas. If that's okay, you're right. Yeah. Which <laughs> we will we will play at the end of the show yes. as well. So yes, well, Mystery Science Theater, we salute you. Absolutely. I'd like to make one more quick honorable mention. Sure. Short. Go, yeah. Sure. Assignment Venezuela. If you've never seen this one, it is not surprising because it was never released on any TV show. Oh, that's TV right. Episode. You told me about this one. Um, but they did release it on a, as a special feature on one of the DV sets. All right. And I'm sure you can download it somewhere. It is absolutely hysterical. It's a full-length one. It's like half an hour. And it's basically telling the story about the, how this, this guy, this very, very white guy, <laughs> goes down to Venezuela to take this job for an oil company. Yep. And... It, you know, he's like writing letters to his father, to his family about uh, how he's learning the language, <laughs> and oh, is I mean, when he, when you first see him, they like our man in our man in Venezuela, Pee Wee Herman. He <laughs> looks just like Paul Rubens. It, it is. Oh God! Gonna, I, I'll check that out on. Is, I'll, yeah, I'll check that out on YouTube. If it's on YouTube, yeah, I'm sure it is on YouTube. If it's on YouTube, I will post it on the Podbean Absolutely. site. It is unbelievably hilarious. Okay, I'm writing it down. Yes. Meant Venezuela. Yes. Lake Maracaibo seemed narrow here, but it's actually 60 miles wide at one point and about 120 miles long. I felt like a complete ass for mistaking it as narrow. I've taken this opportunity to reassess my views of all inland bodies of water. I wanted nothing more than to throw myself in my hotel bed and cry. After leaving the ferry, the drive to Lagunillas took about an hour. Most of it along a road built by Creole and the other oil companies back in the 30s. Over a wide body of water, and it was a wide road! I made no assumptions about the narrowness or width of the road. All right. Well, guys, thank you so much for contributing this great, great show. Great. Yeah. I, I love talking about Mystery Science Theater. Nice. I just wish, I just find it funny because I actually work with a couple of nerds. Mm-hmm. Don, who helped host the show that one time, yeah. doesn't like MST. And I asked him why. I'm like, this would be completely up your alley. He's like, I just don't like the bad movies. That's the whole point that's of the and show. And that's pretty much when I just gave up on the conversation <laughs> because I'm not going to move you, okay? You know, the greatest thing about this show is it gave us rough tracks. Yes. And and, and, and Titanic and the film crew. Tons of so, stuff. It gave us a lot of that stuff. Yes. And we got to see those rough track stuff in the movies. Yep. Yeah. It was yeah. great, you know? And Kids make the little rascals look like a hardened prison gang. Welcome to Cell Block Ote, where you unce, tice, fee time my bitch. I still yeah. watch the Christmas one constantly. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, in fact, today, my daughter watched um, the original, unexpurgated version oh, of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the Max Fleischer one. Rudolph, oh, I need oh, you. Oh, Right. Whoa! <laughs> Tonight, I show my wife the uh, the Rift Tracks version of oh, that one. She Absolutely. will be cracking up like crazy. Oh, it's great. So, let's move on to some, yeah. some, uh, some segments. First of all... Stupid! Stupid! Mike... Take the floor. This one's yours. Yeah, um, I read this article. I could not believe it at first. Apparently, PETA, the People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, they are up in arms over Super Mario Brothers 3D. What? Because Mario wears a Tanuki suit. Okay. So apparently, that's going to encourage people to find Tanukis, which is an actual animal. I just figured out, found that out recently. 
find them and rip their skin off so they can wear them and fly with their tail. All right, can I ask you a question real quick before we continue this conversation? Mm-hmm. In the game, does Mario stalk a tanuki with like a knife in his mouth, break the thing's neck, and then cut it open, and then pull the skin off from the muscle and the sinew and everything and throw it on? Or does he use magic like he does with every other goddamn thing in every other game? I think he uses magic. Well, here's the other issue, too. What about all those turtles he stomps on every five seconds, okay? I mean, they have no problem with that. But the tanuki suit, we have a problem with. I can't get my kid to eat mushrooms, and I'm like, okay, hey, eat that mushroom, it'll make you grow big. Eat that mushroom, it'll make you shoot fire. What? You know, I did... Again, this is Peter we're talking about. Yeah, exactly. I did smoke a leaf once, and I thought I grew a tail. All right. A tail. But it was actually in my mind. It just didn't end well when you tried to run and fly. Did you kick over an egg and a little dinosaur pop out of it too? <laughs> Did yeah, that dinosaur um, then poop out other eggs? Actually, in my current state of mind, I think it might have. <laughs> Hi, I'm Yoshi. I'll eat anything. Yes, exactly. And I'll crap it out in the form of an egg. Yes. All right. Let's move on to Trailer Park with... Um, Oh boy, we really didn't have much to go on here, yeah, so it's this just... is not a movie that we want to encourage people to see. No, mm-hmm. but it's Snow White and the Huntsman. Do you hear that? It's the sound of battles fought and lives lost. pained me to know that I am the cause of such despair. But now, their cries give me strength. Beauty is my power. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who is fairest of them all? You are the fairest, but there is another destined to surpass you. All right. Let's just get it out of the way right now. What this is trying to tell me is that Charlize Theron is a hag when you compare her to Kristen Stewart. Well, I mean, the fact that Kristen Stewart couldn't act her way out of a wet paper bag... With a map. Um, that... Doesn't influence us at all. None, not 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 yeah, at all. Yeah, I think Beavis and Butthead said it best when they were watching Twilight in oh, one no. of their uh, episodes. Yeah, they're watching it and like, well, this isn't very good. And like, what about that Bella chick? She's always staying there like a zombie. <laughs> <laughs> and they just show up and they just show her like on, they actually have like a the cartoon where just standing there and she's like not blinking, right? Just stands there, just <laughs> blank faced as they're watching it. Yeah, you I much watch any scene from any Kristen Stewart movie, and that's what you see. She looks either bored or annoyed in everything <laughs> she's in. It's like she can't be bothered to actually do anything. Hey, she was frozen halfway through Zathura. <laughs> oh God! Oh, I forgot she was in Zathura. Oh, that's yeah. right. I, I'm amazed I can pronounce oh, Zathura. Zathura, because it's Zathura. Oh yeah, with Dax Shepard. Seriously, yeah. it's just they're making up words left and right. And wasn't Robin Williams in that one? Oh no, I'm thinking of Jumanji. Jumanji, yes, yeah, the space version. Yeah, right, that's right, space. Um, yeah, I mean, seriously, Kristen Stewart is not good in anything I have seen her in. And I've rented movies where I thought I was going to like at least the movie itself. Adventureland. Didn't like it, thanks to her mainly. It was a comedy that wasn't funny. I mean, just look at this movie, though. I mean, it's so in the husband. You got Charlize Theron. Yep. Who I mean, is smoking hot. Absolutely. Yeah. You've got... 
Chris Hemsworth. Thor. And he looks like Thor. He's not going to be able to get away. He cannot cut his hair or shave He's his beard. Thor with a hatchet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. I was whole, I was just like praying in the trailer that he knocks that thing to the ground and like thunder just shoots out of it or something. <laughs> also, the hammer just comes down and just you know pounds her. Yeah. And then you've got Kristen Stewart. Right. Yep. One of these things is not like the other. Ugh. Why are these guys so short? <laughs> also, what I'm trying to figure out is in the trailer, there's like like big trolls in the movie or something like that, and all of a sudden now Snow White's in like full clad armor. Yeah. Was that a part of the real story? Well, I never, here's I never the thing: read the full it, it's from the myself. producers. It's from the producers of uh, Tim Burton's Alice in Wonderland, which, okay. uh, contrary to what Jim believes, I did not like that movie one iota because Alice in yeah, it, there's nothing that made you care about any of the characters. No. Uh, it was like a retread of Alice in Wonderland, but at the same time, creating a completely different story that again ended up with the main characters in suits of armor. Right, and I, I couldn't get into it. Right. Know. Like, you know, but Johnny Depp, of course, just, you know, he's in there, so. Yep. And Helen Obama Carter has to be it, in Of course, he's contractually obligated to be in all those. Well, that's because whatever, whoever Tim Burton marries, you know. True. If Tim Burton married Kristen Stewart, we screwed. Ugh. What's kind of weird about Snow White and the Huntsman, though, through the trailer, it looks like it's a Tim Burton movie that's not directed by Tim Burton. Exactly. Kind of like From Hell. Yeah. Everyone yeah. thinks From Hell is a Tim Burton movie. It's the Hughes Brothers. Really? The same guys I who gave us Men- yeah. Menace to Society. I know, I know. Um, my final thoughts on this are mainly because there's another Snow White movie coming out next year called Mirror Mirror. Yeah. Which yeah. at least looks whimsical. Yeah, and it's got Julie Roberts, Nathan Lane. It looks like it could actually be fun. Yeah. So this one does not look fun. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh, he got that. I get. We got that hate out. Yeah. Uh, gentlemen, let's bring up some shills. You guys actually have something in common this week. Absolutely. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, the Elder Scrolls Five Skyrim. Oh, isn't it great? It is. I mean, I haven't had a chance to play it too much just with the work and everything, but uh, just what I have played, it's just amazing. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, there's the main quest, mm-hmm. but quite frankly, there are probably hundreds, if not thousands, of side quests you can go on. Nice. You can have hours upon hours. Oh, like, yeah. That game's gonna be never ending. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm always. I mean, I love. I like the Fallout series too. I, yeah. mean, I just love the game. It's very open ended. You can do whatever yeah. you want. You kind of go at your own pace. Yeah. I'm the type of guy that tries to build the character up before I do the main quest. Yeah. Oh, yeah, me too. You know, because I want to kind of get like at least some good stuff. I'm always doing the side quest first, and then I try right. to go on the main quest. Or you just quest. go off and just find something to explore it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but it's actually kind of interesting, because there's actually puzzles in this game. You know, a few areas have actually some puzzles. Yeah. Um, and kind of boss battles, in a sense. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's... it's. I uh, mean, well, I mean, the, you have to fight these dragons and kill them. Yeah. Right. And they are pretty darn tough. <laughs> But it's just the character, just the characters, the music is incredible, yeah. oh. you know. This has got a full orchestration score yeah. going Nice. On. Nice. And you're Dragonborn. Yes. <laughs> Dragon King. You got another game? Yes. Saints Row the Third. Wow. Uh, Saints Row has always been seen as kind of like the, kind of like a GTA ripoff. But I know a number of people that prefer it to GTA because this... Saints Row has a good sense of humor about it. Well, good. GTA has no sense of humor. Nope. Not, it, none whatsoever. I mean, just to give you an idea, one of the weapons, you, a couple of the weapons you can get in Saints Row the Third, mm-hmm. a gigantic purple dildo. There you go. <laughs> they can whack people with. <laughs> and the other, it's a fart in a bottle. Oh, you throw geez. it and it just gasses whoever it hits. <laughs> it was like a clown college then. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just... You play this gang member, a member of the third, the leader of the third shoe saints, yep. who you get kidnapped and sent to the uh, steel town by this group, by this gang that's trying to 
kind of muscling on your turf. Yeah. And you're like, fuck you, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take over your turf instead. Nice. Now, I was also reading some reviews on uh, the new Legend of Zelda game. Mm-hmm. I know, uh, I know you, you guys sometimes play that. You yeah. Know, yeah. And it's funny, it's funny, I was reading, I was listening to GameTrailers.com, mm-hmm. and they were like chopping it down, but yet they gave it like a 9.1 rating. Oh yeah, game I mean, it's not a bad game, but at the same time, it's the same thing over and over It's again. almost impossible to really come out with a bad, I mean, and you really have to try to get a bad right. Zelda game. But I think what it is, is they're, they're kind of saying the formula's starting to get stale. They're starting to say yeah. that the formula's starting to get stale. You know, that's the thing, though. I, I think... I think I, I think that what keeps the, the formula fresh at, in any way is just the, the amount of time it takes in between them to release right. games. Well, five years per game is, is pretty decent. <clears throat> well, the thing about what I was noticing about that game was um, I was listening to, uh, on James Rolfe's site, mm-hmm. his friend Mike, who does, they call him Motherfucker Mike, <laughs> and um, what he did was he, uh, he was actually talking about the game, and he really said that a lot of people were kind of crapping on it, but what he likes about it is it's not one of those games where you just go and play it you have to kind of think as you play it. Yeah. you got to figure out the puzzles, and it kind of makes it interesting. Right. It makes you want to keep going and get better at it, which I agree with. You right. Know, I, actually, I actually just picked this one up yesterday. I haven't gotten a plan to change to play it yet, though. But I guess you have to have the Wii Motion Plus controller for it mm-hmm. because when you swing the sword, it actually links okay. swings. It. Yeah. So when you, I mean, according to Game Informer, if you just like, hack and slash your way yep. through, you will die really quick. You so actually have What to... exactly is the Wii Motion Plus? It It's a much more... Sensitive. Exactly. It makes it so that where you move your sword... Is it is it a new Wii Wiimote? No. Well, actually, there is, but you can also get an attachment to go on your old one. Oh! Yeah. It All came right. with the Wii Sports Resort. Okay, which I yeah. don't have. Right. But... Um, it's one of those things where it's an adapter. Oh. Where, but now they actually have the remote. All the remotes now are the Wii Motion Plus. Oh, okay. Right. It well, just then. basically it just upgraded. It. It's basically an upgrade. All right. Yeah. I'm just curious. But yeah, yeah I, I got the um, I got the special edition version of this yep. one, which came with Wii Motion Plus because I didn't have one otherwise. Yeah. It also came with, uh, the Legend of Zelda 25th Anniversary Orchestra Symphony Orchestra. That's Ooh. Cool. It's got eight tracks on it, but they're like. Complete symphony or, uh, orchestra versions of a lot of the Legend of Zelda themes. You wouldn't have to make me a copy of that. You know, there's a lot of that going around, will. by the way. Oh, yeah. With now symphony orchestra, like full orchestras, do it, taking reenacting the old video, video game, game yeah. songs. And it's really pretty interesting. You know, they, yeah. that's a new thing now that's starting wow. to start now. Actually, I watched um, a clip of uh, the. Uh, e three, yeah, and when they when they introduced uh, the guy who created Legend of Zelda, yeah, he actually had had the full orchestra there doing a lot of their music. Oh, that's cool. Mm. Yeah, that's really cool. Copy. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah. suck yeah. on that portal. <laughs> I love portal. I know. I'm just saying that you know, old school video game music, uh-huh. way more regarded, oh, highly mm-hmm. regarded. All right. As for myself, there's only one thing I get a shill, and yep. this isn't even coming till 2013. Oh yes, Arrested wait. Development is coming back exclusively to Netflix subscribers. So guess what? I was right all along. Blockbuster, Walmart On Demand, Redbox, and all you bitches, you can suck it. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, hell is free. It froze over. Andy was right about oh, something. God. Well, I wrote that very long <laughs> article, which then got solicited by, well, you should just go with Blockbuster because we get new releases, which wasn't the point of anything I had written about. Yeah. Um, I am beyond psyched about this. Yeah. Because it's going to... I, I really do think it's going to be one of these things that they could definitely get everybody back for it. Mm-hmm. Especially if, uh, if it's just on Netflix. I don't know if they'll do like... 
they're not going to do full seasons. It'll be like six episodes. I think it's like I think they said it's like six episodes at a time. Right. Kind of like what South Park does. Yeah. yeah. Um, or actually more so like some of the stuff like IFC has some some like shows like um like the tragic um thought process or whatever of George Margaret or mm. something where <laughs> David Cross right. plays a character but it's like he's so busy doing all this other stuff. But yeah. he can do, he's got time to do six half-hour shows. That's a lot. Of, I've noticed a lot of sh- uh, series do that. They do, like, six episodes, take a break for a couple months, do six episodes, take a break for a couple months. And that's, you know, but that, I mean, that's what keeps shows fresh. And it that's why shows, like, on FX and HBO and all that can do a better job because they, they don't have, you know, they only have a 13-episode right. order or a six-episode order. Right. right. That's kind of like Walking Dead is doing six, taking a break, and doing another yep. six. And it leaves you hanging for a little bit and yeah, a lot more. Exactly. It's going to be interesting, though, considering George Michael is now a lot older. Yeah, and maybe is doing nothing. Yeah. No, she was in um, Cedar Rapids. Wasn't she also in that... Um, in The that, Runaways, that terrible yeah. Kristen Stewart movie where she doesn't talk at all. It's like, wow, you're the most talented person in this movie. <laughs> and you don't say a word. I think it would be cool if when they come back, they were like an old married couple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I'm so looking forward to it. So it's it's only a year and a half away. Yeah. Only. Only. Hey, we've been waiting for the Avengers for over three years now. That's true. We can wait a little longer. We can wait a little actually longer. Actually, longer than that. We've been waiting ever since Iron Man. That's, well, it's yeah. been over three years. Uh-huh. Um, so anyway... Great episode, guys. Yes. Mike, welcome back, man. Hey, I'm glad to be hey, back. Hey, I'm so glad to have you back. It's like the original team is back. Absolutely. Woohoo! Put the band back together. together. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> All right. So, next episode, episode 58, uh, we don't know really what's going on because of scheduling issues. Um, both myself and Mike, our schedules are going to get really tough. In Not the mine. Next... Not yours. <laughs> Shut up, public servant. <laughs> Public servant. Yes, uh, Mike and I work in the service sector. We might be busy. Yeah. But here's here's the plan. You're getting a December episode. You might get two December episodes. Right. right now, as it stands, we're planning on doing two December episodes. If that is the case, you're going to get the Muppets yep, the next- as our next episode where we're going to talk all about uh, Kermit, Miss Piggy, and just the, the joys that Jim Henson has brought us, including hopefully a review of the um, new movie. I'm planning on seeing it tomorrow. And I'm planning on seeing it before the week is done. By week, I mean the next seven days. Yeah. <laughs> if we don't get to it, we are going to be having our Christmas wish list, mm-hmm. where we're going to be um, saying our, our pretty much our ten wishes for Santa Claus to bring us. Nice. So um, all of our nerd, our nerd wishes will come true. Santa Claus... Please bring us a movie with vampires that are not sparkly. <laughs> Dear Santa. Give me the Hammer Films collection. We're good yeah. to go. Dear Santa, I would like them to not completely fuck up the Punisher again. <laughs> uh, I think that's already kind of gone. Yes, exactly. Gone Sorry, son. You were bad this year. <laughs> <laughs> so, depending on timing and scheduling, you're either going to get the Muppets, or you're going to get Christmas, or you can get them both. If you get the Muppets, you're definitely getting Christmas. Yeah. If you get Christmas, you're not getting the Muppets until 2012. Right. All right? Oh, the Muppets aren't going anywhere. No, they're not going anywhere. We get time um, for the Muppets. So you'll, you will know what our topic is when we start soliciting on Facebook for it. So if we solicit for what your favorite Muppets are, you know you're getting two episodes. Exactly. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> so anyway, um, you can get to us in a number of different ways for input, uh, uh, show suggestions, as well as contributing to future episodes. 
You can get to us at GeekSalad at Yahoo.com. Like us on our Facebook page, which, Mike, I finally saw today. You finally liked the page. Oh, no, I had it on there. I don't know what happened to I, it. I don't know. <laughs> no, I saw him like it a long time ago. Yeah, I, I, no, I thought that's, I saw, thought the same no, thing. No, what happened then I was went that the today. old page was on there, and I think I got rid of the wrong one or something like oh, that. Oh, like, okay. I, I meant to yeah. get rid because I know we had the updated page. Yeah, the old page. So the I think new I page screwed is it better. up. New page so is yeah, better. That's why I got there. Yep. Um, you can also check us out. Follow us on Twitter at GeekSaladRadio. Uh, you can download the Stitcher app right to your smartphone or, or your BlackBerry, your iPhone, or your Android and check out uh, streaming episodes without having to do the whole uh, nasty downloading the downloading and then synchronizing thing. Or you can do them both. You we can don't do them mind. Both. Hey, we don't want. mind. You can get us in a number of different ways. You can also go to our, check out our archives uh, at geeksalad.podbean.com. That's also where we're going to be putting up a lot of our reference material for today's show. Yep. And uh, before we recorded today, I did repost episode 15 and three quarters. Mm -hmm. So the uh, side salad, the mini episode of MST is up there now. Please awesome. download that one and then download this one. Download this one. Oh, it's like an, it's like an evening out. Wow. Pop some popcorn, grab a couple of beverages. And I'm back. And he, Mike is and back. Mike's back. Exactly. It was funny, too, because I remember when we recorded that episode, we originally were going to do another episode, but you had a bag out for some reason. I don't remember what it right. was. Yeah, we were going to do a full MST3K episode. But it was, no, we didn't, no, we weren't going to do MST. MST was, was a last else. minute thing. That's right, yeah. I think we were going to do the anniversary. Uh, yeah, we were gonna, yeah it, was the, it was the anniversary episode. Um, you were already on the way over, Mike, mm -hmm. and then Mike C, you had you had to cancel, right? And we're like, well, we got to do something. You're already over here. I had a meeting that I had to go to that night. That's right. It sucked. So hey, whatever. We're glad to have you back. Hey, I'm glad to be Welcome back. Welcome back to the team. Wow, it's like six degrees of Kevin Bacon here. Oh God, <laughs> bacon. So anyway, until next time, I'm Andy. I'm Mike, and I'm Mike. Go the real one. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Hey, no, no problem. It's okay. <laughs> it's Mike C and Mike G. We're back to this. I'm going to start using initials again. So anyway, until next time, go forth, be nerdful, and... What do you think, sirs? Let us all now sing our praises to the Lord today. Although you may not share our belief system, which is perfectly okay. Maybe you worship an abstract being that is kind of vague. Or maybe you just worship a guy whose name is Greg. Perhaps your religion doesn't include a time called Lent. But whatever your religion is, we support you 100%. So sit around the fire and have a chestnut roast. Chestnut. Or raise a glass in toast to happy days, Donnie Most. But if you prefer to eat Indian food on Christmas Day, I can only shrug my shoulders and say, Namaste, namaste. Personally, I prefer Personally, the turkey, gravy, and salad. But let's never forget, all cultures are valid. So let's have peace on earth and cut out all the bull. Let's have a holiday season that's multicultural. If there's one point we'd like to make with this festive holiday song, it's that Christmas comes just once a year, so for a few days for crying out loud, can we all just get along? Oh, great. Pretty good. What do you think?
It stinks.